You can kick your fancy ales, you can take them by the flagon, but the only food for the brave and true comes from the green dragon. In the time of Gondor's founding in the south of Middle-earth, a second kingdom arose in the north between the Misty Mountains and the Ered Luin. This was the Kingdom of Arnor, over which Elendil ruled until his death at the final battle of the Last Alliance. Arnor was much like Gondor, yet its line of kings wavered much sooner, and its strength was swiftly diminished by war with the Dark Realm of Angmar. Welcome to the Green Dragon Mustering an Army Arnor episode. We have Josh. Hello. Matt. Howdy. And I'm Jeremy. I'm hosting this episode. As you know from Mustering an Army, we all make an army list in a short amount of time. Hopefully it doesn't have too many errors in it. Then we read them out, we discuss how amazing we are, and then we vote for ourselves in a self-grandizing gesture. <laughs> so, I love self-grandizing. Oh, yeah. yeah. So let's start with Josh. First off the rank. Okay. Well... I've gone for pretty much the shield wall of Arnor, I think would probably be a good way of pointing it. So I've chosen to take Avendui, I hope I said that correct, the last king of Arnor. He's leading seven warriors of Arnor, a warrior of Arnor with a banner, three rangers of Arnor, another ranger of Arnor with a spear. And then our second warband is Melbeth the Seer, another seven warriors of Arnor, another warrior of Arnor with a banner, four rangers of Arnor. The third warband is captain of Arnor with a shield seven warriors of Arnor, and four rangers of Arnor. And then supporting them is two rangers of the north, both with horse and both with spear. The reason I've gone with an army list like this is very much to kind of spread out and almost have the numbers at 600 points. I'm quite fortunate that I've got 40 models in my army, which is quite a lot for 600 points. I've got a little bit of everything. I've got some very high strength heroes. I've got Melbeth the Seer, whose special rule is the 5 plus, pretty much fate for everybody. And I've also got the two Rangers of the North on horse. The main drawbacks to the army when I was originally looking at it and originally writing it up was very much the courage. Warriors of Arnor are one of the lowest courage warriors for the armies of good. They're courage too. So Avendui has a 12-inch standfast, which is quite good. However, he's very low defense and has no fate, which makes him very quick to be targeted and killed in games. So to kind of cover that a little bit, I've taken two Rangers of the North who are Courage 5, have a bit of a better chance of sticking around and fighting in the game. Trying to keep the army around, the Rangers are all intermixed amongst the units so that I have a bit of shooting options no matter where I come on or what the scenario is. None of the rangers have spears, which is a little bit different to a few people and how they like to play, mainly because I feel that they'll be either in the second rank or off to the side, usually not in combat until I really need them, by which case they'll be going in the front, they don't need to run in support. The rangers of the north have the horses for two reasons. One, to provide me with a knockdown, because I don't have great access to strength four or two-handed weapons or piercing, so they basically give me a knockdown, they give me some extra chances to try and do some wounds. And lastly, the high movement just allows me to re-manoeuvre, redeploy units with their might points for marching and heroic moves. That's kind of what I've come up with with my list today. How many models was that again? 40. So that's a fair amount of models. That's, that's a decent chunk, yeah. And you had a few cavalry models, is that right? The yeah, the, the, two, the two ranges of the north on horses. I've got one warband that's 11 followers to a hero. The rest are all 12. So how many archers altogether? All up. I've got four, eight, twelve rangers of Arnor, mm-hmm. the two rangers of the north mounted. What's that, 14 bows? Yeah, so that's a good amount. So about a third. That's, that's yeah. sort of normal numbers. I've got quite good. a lot of defense six in this army as well, which is a little bit of a benefit, I guess. I feel like there's not all that many spears. Is that right? 
all of those warriors of Arnor have spears. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a lot of... They come uh, with spears, do they? Yes, oh, they come with spears as standard. It's almost like someone's taken space marines and brought them into Middle-earth. Every possible upgrade. But, uh, yeah, the warriors of Arnor, they've all got spears, they've all got a shield, they've all got heavy armor, and I've got two banners in there. So even if I do spread myself around and try and use Melbeth as a, a center point, spreading out his 5-plus save ability for everybody, the two banners are there to kind of provide me with those re-rolls and hopefully lets my, the King Avendui, the Captain of Arnor and the two Rangers of the North do a lot of the killing in combat. I really like the two banners there. I'm not so sure about Melbeth, which is an interesting one because I know that he's sort of the auto-take for a lot of people. But I've played him before and find that like I'm trying to win the fights and the Arnold with the fight four and the banners tend to win a lot of fights. So I find the rules not always in play. And I would, I would when I played them, I thought I really wanted another captain instead and save some points for, I wouldn't buy another banner because you got one, but maybe another Ranger of the North. Yeah, Captain Ranger of the North. Yeah, I, I did think might. about that. But I mean, Melbeth provides another benefit and that's another might point. He's got a Courage five, so stick around for a little bit. He's still Strength four. He can still hit something in combat, and he does have a staff, so he can bash somebody if he really needs to, which could be funny. Stun them. Does he actually have a staff? I think it's what's modelled on the model. It's not described, and I believe according to the hand weapon. His staff's a hand weapon, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, no, that that does. It's not in his war gear. But only one attack, though. Yeah, it's still only one attack. It's all you need sometimes. And you probably don't want him in combat too much, because he's... One of the lower defences you've got. You've got a nice defence six wall there, yeah, so he could be a bit of a weak point. He he very much is, and uh, having come from a bit of experience with some of the other versions of Arnor, keeping him separate and providing less opportunities for my opponents to single him out and shoot him will be better. So it's going to be very much a case of trying to turtle up and praying that defence six can outlast and uh, give me a bit of time to do some damage. But it, it's a different list. It's one of those high numbers... It should do well against a lower model count army, and they are a bit of a higher fight, so hopefully I can do some damage early on and see how we go. It's interesting you call it a different list, because that seems to be almost the standard form for Arnor. We have sort of two-thirds <laughs> the warriors, a third the archers, and then Melbeth and Avendui and a couple captains. How many captains was it? One? Just the one. Just I the think one. the two Rangers of the North do provide a little bit of a difference. Oh, I could have good. dropped both of them for another captain and kind of spread the warbands out a little bit more, but... I figured the horses would just provide me with a little bit. He needed something different, just the movement will help and the knockdown as well, particularly if I'm, I get a lucky combat off. And you've converted up some ranges of the Northland horse, haven't you? Yes, I have. I used the Outrider models for Rohan, a bit of conversions there. So there are other versions out there. So... Oh, there certainly is, and we'll probably talk some more, but uh, yours look really good, and it's a good way of doing it because the model's not available. I just want to touch on Malbeth again. I think he's not a bad idea for this kind of army. It can make heroic combats really difficult to pull off, and that's something that they might be susceptible to, losing a lot of models in a small area. So, yeah. And it does help Avendui a bit, especially, because the no fate on Avendui could be a, a real problem if someone went for the leader. I take it you're taking Avendui yeah, for the leader? Taking, yeah, taking. It's something... The 5-plus save, you could also... My understanding is you can use might on it. I think so, yes. Yeah, it's essentially so, a fate save. So he can he does have three might points, so if he does get a little bit hit, he can use that as an option as well. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. It's just not my favourite model, and I, <laughs> I think it's because I don't like to be too defensive. And yeah. He definitely fits in that charm yeah, and mould. Sure. <laughs> Matt, your list, please. Yep, moving on to mine. Also I've, 600. Also 600, of course. I've gone with a, a classical grey company army, I think. This might be a good way of describing it. My leader is Halbarad Dunedan with Spear on horse, and he's also taken the Banner of Arwen Evenstar. Is that all his options? That is all of his options. So he's got he has, the Spear, the Banner, yeah, 
What else? The, the, the hat? It sounds like ordering a pizza. <laughs> yeah. It's like, can I please get a uh, Helberad with everything? Yep. He's taking some fluffy plumage for his cloak as well. <laughs> which, which banner would you use for that one? The Christmas tree or the other one, the Gondor one? <laughs> I think whichever banner looks best you on the go battlefield, the Jeremy. Tree. That was the one. You've got to go the Christmas yeah, tree. Of course. Yeah, good. I'm happy. In his warband, there are four rangers of Arnor and another four rangers of Arnor who have spears. In warband number two, we have Eladan and Elro here with... Everything. Elven cloak, horse, elf bow, heavy armor. Why do they have elven cloaks when they're also on horse? I don't know. It might come in handy later. Because we're going to shoot you off the horse of as soon as we can, and then you can hide them from... You could also dismount if you're against uh, magic or something. It might yeah, be great useful. point. Yep. Or if you need to like, get up onto Goblin Town terrain, if heaven forbid that you're playing on it. <laughs> That's true. Or go for a swim or something nice. <laughs> I've actually been using Eldan and Oro here on foot a lot lately, and I think they're really effective on foot, so dismounting early on is not a terrible option. Obviously, they get a, they still have a lot more damage when they're mounted, but... They've got the woodland creature, don't they? Because they're elves? Is that yes, right? but they I don't think they get charge bonuses in the difficult terrain. Uh, no, they, but... The woodland creature rule overrides that. Uh, I'm not... Are you sure about the yeah, charge bonuses? Yeah, 100%. Okay. All right. Yeah, well, that's great thinking, then. That's like, very fantastic. You could that's bunker fantastic. them down inside a wood where you probably wouldn't need the horse and that small frontage would actually be really good if you're going, say, defensive and they have to move you. So I think the dismounts, are, it's a situational option, but it's a decent option. And then inside a wood with an elven cloak, trying to move them would be almost impossible. What's the rest of the list, Matt? They have the same warband as Halbarad, so they've got four ranges of Arnor and another four ranges of Arnor with Spear. The last four warbands of the army are all rangers of the north on horse with Spears, because I, I had a lot more points than I thought I would, and I just threw all the equipment on everyone. So what's your model count? Model count total is... 8, 9, 10, 19, 23. Uh, excellent. I like how you counted that when on the bottom of your sheet it actually says the number as well. It does too. Thank you, Jeremy. That's very handy. <laughs> Love these automized sheets. Yeah, they're really good. Good addition. And handy. we'll post them up as well. So when we post this episode, go to our Green Dragon Facebook page, look at the things. Don't have to play the episode 27 times to work out Matt's list. What was Break- your list again, Matt? Uh, For those who didn't let's, hear it. Let's not talk at all about it again. Okay, Breakpoint so- of 11, 25% is 5. Yeah. So All you've, the got, stuff a, on the you've got an elite army. Your heroes are going to have to do most of the work. That's right, yeah. So you probably want to reduce the attacks that are going in. So the bunkering down in the wood is a decent option or in a terrain piece. Mm. Lots of shooting. Lots of shooting. My one little criticism is I actually think the rangers on foot are the weakness of that army. I feel that Just the warriors? The, the rangers of Arnor yep. on foot, I feel they're a bit of a liability because they're not only are they the lowest defense in your army, but they're also going to be straggling... If you particularly if you need to move and get around and so you think perhaps dropping all of them and just taking rangers on the, of the north yeah hell yeah I mean I, I <laughs> personally I've had success with a lot of those mounted elite armies I think that would actually probably work a little bit better because then you can hit and run you can pick your fights a little bit better once you've got the foot stragglers the moment you're playing someone the save speed or someone who has Marauders for Urukai or Noldorian Exiles, something that has a little bit of a speed advantage, your army's going to start to really struggle because you don't have the numbers to pick your fights as well. So I could drop those 16 rangers for another five or so rangers of the north, horse and spear? Yeah, that's an could option. Be, could be an uh, option. It's definitely an option. I actually like the foot rangers on that list. Um, I imagine playing it like you'd play, a, say, a Mirkwood uh, elf force where yeah. you'd spread the rangers out as far as you can and as soon as an enemy comes towards them, you run away. So you just disappear, <laughs> so they end up chasing a couple guys. And meanwhile, you've got your two elves and your halberd, and then a couple rangers. There's a really hard-hitting mobile force. So they go harassing flanks, and then once the enemy comes at them, they just run away. 
So yep. it's that very much the hit and run. Well, not hit and run. It's just the run tactics. Run, Actually, run, run. Yeah, just quickly. Who's your leader in that list? That's Halberad with the banner. Uh, okay. Yeah. And Halberad's banner, that's the one that makes you pass courage? That's right. Yeah. So your break point's not going to be the biggest Oh, it's a, and it's a, it's no it's a six-inch banner. Yeah. It's, so it ha- it's, yeah, it's, it's more expensive than he is base, I think, from memory, isn't it? It's about the same. Yeah, so six, same? 60 points for the banner, 65 sh- for Halbrad. One of us might have the book in front of us. We'll have to check. <laughs> it is, Halbrad is five points more than the banner he's carrying. That is correct. Uh, it's pretty cool just for the auto courage. And again, that's one of the things that probably gets around Arnold's relatively low courage is that that auto pass courage, which yeah. is nice. Oh, the auto pass is great, but the, the banner for six inches means yeah, you can keep that it's massive. massive yeah. That's a huge area. And that means you can keep those really skirmish tactics and still have a go with those lone rangers that are running away. Uh, I like that one. Just to talk about the option of just going with the rangers of north all over the place again, it would halve the number of bows that you actually have in the army. Yeah, but also think about it this way as well. You've got a fate point and a wound. Yeah. So effectively your model counts a little bit higher. Yeah, but your damage output's not. You can survive a little bit, but I find that the rangers... If you don't have the support there, they end up getting surrounded and beaten up, and the, the fate point only goes so far. It's good for the one-on-ones, and it's mm. a nice little insurance. But if you're spending, say, the might on your fate, for example, you're really not getting max yeah. out of it. And well, also, just thinking about the scenarios, I, I'd be a little bit sketchy about taking a 12-model army to a 600-point tournament, just with the scenarios that we have to play. Some of them I think would work really well, but others might be a bit difficult, yeah. yeah. I think I saw a 6-model army once at a 600-point, 650-point tournament. I think that was White Council, so... I yeah. took one at 650, which was uh, Radagast on Chariot and I think 5 Eagles, oh. and that was, yeah, it's one of the Silmarilli tournaments. I don't remember that one. I was... By the time I worked out how to use it, it was really strong, <laughs> but I had 12-inch movement, I had monsters, <laughs> I had Radagast, and I don't know that... Yeah. It is interesting, just to quickly point out again, that these armies that we're doing are without allies. It is purely what is available as part of that army, which is actually might change how our interpretations of some of these things yeah, cause, work. Yeah, because Arnor make really good allies in a lot of armies as well. Oh, so. exactly. Great point. I mean, like, it, just history-wise, you've got allies with Dol Amroth. You've got... The Shire. Sh- yeah. Yep. There's Glorfindel just, and some of the elves. Yep. Last Alliance, if you were desperate. Minas Tirith. Yeah, no, no, definitely pure Arnor today, and I think it's a good enough list that we can run it pure. And yeah, it, it totally has that. And I mean, we've seen two good lists. I'm interested to see what your take is because you've had a very good success over the years with Arnor. I have, so I've decided to make a terrible list. Yay! <laughs> Logic. It has Arathorn as my leader, so the chieftain of the Dunedain. He's got twelve ranges of Arnor in his warband. Six of them have spear, so full maxed out warband. Nice, already thirteen bows there. Then I have. He's the chieftain of the Dunedain. So I have four Dunedain. Two of them have spears. So that's four independent warbands. Nice drops there. Then I have some of the leftovers from Arnor. So stragglers, they have the Arnor armor, but I imagine I'll model them with damage to them and and worn down. So these are leftovers. They're using their grandparents' armor. There's (laughs) one captain of Arnor with shield. I think it's one of the, the most valuable models in the, oh, the yeah. list. It's really defense good. seven. Yeah, you yeah. need five, one. Five. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Then I've got twelve warriors of Arnor, and one of them has a banner. So this is my defendy warband. If if they come at me, I can block off an area. I can go two ranks deep and just hold up some people. Good for like hold ground or domination as well. Yeah, the yeah. ones where you have to set up right in people's faces. High ground. Could, yeah, is probably the main one. Yeah. Yep. Then as my seventh warband, I have a captain of Arnor with a bow because he has a bow option. Yeah, nice. so which is he's got a shoot four plus shoot value. He's still got defense six, which I don't think is too bad. Loses the shield option, but I really do value the bows. And then I've got 
11 ranges of Arnor, 6 with Spear. And I've really abused the rule for the Grey Company where you don't count the models. So I've got 4 Dunedain, so I don't count 16 of my ranges of Arnor, mm. which leaves me with a total of 19 Warriors. Yep. 7 of them have Bow, 12 of them are not because I've got the rounding up as well. So I think I've we really... should probably just quickly clarify that rule for some of the listeners, the uh, the, the Grey Company special yeah, rule. sure. So what is the exact wording okay, in the source book? I shall source read book? it. Please cue the music, Mr. Music. The Grey Company. The Grey Company of Arnold is famed for training every warrior in the use of bows. You may opt to take a Grey Company force. If you do so, your force, or an allied contingent in your force... It contains only models from the Arnor list that can take up to four ranges of Arnor for each range of the North or Dunedain it contains. It can do so even if this would take it above the normal bow limit. One of the main ways of running this army is having to take a hero like Arathorn. Yes. That's Aragorn's dad in the same, right? Yeah, that's, yep, the one. that's him. Having him leading four models because unfortunately Rangers North and Dunedain are independent characters they cannot lead a warband themselves that's correct so you do need those heroes to carry them and effectively they are ignored from when you're determining your bow limit yeah because they can take you above the bow limit so you still have an established bow limit and then you ignore the model and the one of the bow for every Ranger of the North or Dunedain you have up to four of them so a, a good example of this I think we discussed earlier of trying to explain it to people is for instance if you were trying to take 12 ranges of Arnor, if, if you take two Dunedain who cover eight of those, you still have a bow limit of a third of the remaining warriors. So you've got four models, which means that not all four of those models can take a bow. No, only have those four, only two of them, surprisingly, because one in three and then rounding up the last one. So That's you right. need two warriors of Arnor in that warband to go with your ten bowmen. Yep. It's just a, one of the ways that we're trying to help explain to our audience how that list works. I think we cover the Grey Company well, though. Yeah, we I think so, and I think my list is an example of that because I really have taken everything I can out of that one. It's got 42 models, so a lot of models. It's got two Captains of Arnold, which are my favourite characters in the list. Is Arathorn three attacks? Yes. Arathorn is three attacks. Five, fight five, three attacks. He is a very solid investment. And he's got a bow, list. he's got armour, 75 points, he seems value, and he's got one of the best beards in Middle-earth. That is a majestic <laughs> beard. I think maybe Forlongs would probably... Yeah, look, Forlongs not in this list, but it's definitely <laughs> the best one in this list. Yes. Yeah, the, the Arnold heroes generally, aside from the captains who look like uh, prepubescent teens, um, <laughs> very much have nice, flowing, majestic beards that you expect from the lineage of Numenor. Come on, the captain model's got a little bit of stubble. A little Just bit. A tad, yep. <laughs> Halbrad needs to do some work, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. So, basic Arnold tactics, and then we'll rate the list. We've all got a large amount of bows. No one's... no one's, Can you run an Arnold list without a bow? Without bows? No. That's probably not a good idea. No, it's one of their strengths. We talked about the low courage. Josh said that at the start. There's ways to get around that. Halberad in the list. Matt's one that yep. really gets around that the nicely. Very useful, yep. I've sort of gone the option of, who cares? Like, I don't plan to break. I've got a huge amount of models, a massive amount of bows... Uh, Josh has got a lot of defense. I've got the 12-inch standfast as well, which is quite nice. Hmm. And you've got defense 6 through most of your army and a 5-plus save if you're near uh, mm. this year. I mean, just looking at this list, 8, 16, 24, I've got 32 models with defense 6 or more. Matt's got the most cav in our lists, and he's got, what, 6, 7 models with cav? 7. Yep. 7, 7. So you can't get much horses in Arnold. No, you can't. No. So, Rangers of the North on Horse, great value. There's some good mounted heroes, but you're not playing a cavalist, really. It's, it's an infantry. could be a heavy infantry. could be a skirmish 
shooting infantry list, but it's an infantry list. You yeah. play your main heroes as party battle line when they're, even when they're mounted, and the Rangers of the North or and, and Duna I, Dangerous I think that's what we've really covered. Like, Jeremy's list is very much a shooting army. It's got lots of options that it can shoot. It's got a bit of everything. Matt's list is very much the the skirmish force. It's got some fast-moving infantry and it's got some distractions. Mine's basically what you'd expect almost of a dwarf player, to be honest. Yeah. It's a classic <laughs> defensive infantry yes, list. Yes, it is. Yep. With a third bow to help out. I think that's where the advantage of mine is, particularly maybe for a new player, simply because it is very simple in the tactics that you would need for that list. It is basically walk forward. Possibly more forgiving. I think Matt's is probably the trickiest to use out of that. I think it rewards a a very skilled player, but I wouldn't recommend it for a beginner. No, that's a lot of conversions you'd have to do if you're a beginner as well. Great point. The the, the twins mounted. Thankfully, there is a model for that, but Hellbrad doesn't have a mounted version. Plus, you have to add bows to them. Yeah, they're they're actually really tough to uh, do any kind of weapon changes onto the twins, so yeah. Yeah, the twins. Anyway, um, <laughs> Arathorn's got a much better beard than those elves. There's one model we didn't touch upon in this list, and I think it was because we're 600 points. That's Aragorn Isildur's heir. That's right. Mm. Uh, so I'm a little bit surprised we didn't take him. I thought he would have worked perfectly in Matt's army. I guess with the twins, you're putting up a lot of points there. Aside from the fact I already have a six-inch banner as well, so the banner yeah, effect's that's not true. that helpful. Yeah, he's a bit... Yeah. Maybe instead of Halberad then. Yeah, you could drop Halberad. Uh, I, I, I drop think... the twins, take... A captain, We maybe? commented on it before about how Arnor is a great allying in army, and I think Aragorn is one of those models that is great if you want to ally to something else, particularly because of his benefits for Legolas and Gimli, if they're in an army together. Yes, and you can imagine him, say, leading 12 rangers of Arnor and then three Dunedain or rangers of the north as part of a Grey Company force would would look really good. It'd be a nice ally. Yeah, be cool. Yeah. Maybe with some army of the dead would be a Yeah, good I was just thinking yep. that. That'd be really cool. Yep. So, missed out on that one, but yeah, he's got some synergy with Gimli and Legolas who aren't here. He's got the nice move through difficult terrain rule, but honestly, apart from Matt's armies, we're not relying on movement so much with ours. Well, the, the one criticism about his option in the book that I have is when, originally in the novel, he rides off with Helberad and the others when they meet up outside, after mm-hmm. uh, Orthanc. Not Orthanc. Uh, no, it was Orthanc. Was it Orthanc? Yeah. yeah. He doesn't have the option for a horse. Yeah, that's a bit of a miss, isn't it? And it, it really makes him playable with the horse. Yeah, and for a, sure. a, as well, at that stage, he did have Narsil as well. So the option... Anderil. Anderil, sorry, my bad. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, names and... I can understand that one. That's pretty close, to be honest. Yeah, fair enough. Same sword, different time. Yep. Yep. You know, that, that's an acceptable error. That's not a Travis error there. <laughs> okay, so we've talked a little bit about the tactics. We've talked about our army lists. I think it's now time for us to do the pat on the back rating system where we all vote, uh, three of us, for an army and hope that it's not a draw. Arbitrary decision-making, yay. No, 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 I've put a lot of thought into this. I haven't. Okay, can we start with Matt? Okay, so I've got the choice between a heavily defensive but with a few less bows. Or a heavily bow with a heavily defense contingent. Yeah, that's actually a, oh, it's a tough decision. Which is so different. Yeah. The beard. There's the beard. Oh, the beard. Oh, <laughs> hey, the beard. hey, 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 hey. I've got beards in my list. I've got a bald head too. i got to say, I have fought Malbeth and not had any troubles. I have fought Arathorn and had big troubles. So I think I'm going to vote for Jeremy's list yes. pretty much purely on that fact. Also, slightly more bows. <laughs> slightly more bows. Yep. Okay, I'm going to go next because I, I don't want to have the final vote. I'm going to vote for Matt's list. Yeah. Because it's got the cavalry in it. I love Rangers. I know Josh has got some Rangers in the North as well. But I think at this point in my playing, I really like the obscure 
challenging lists, and I think it really rewards a player who knows the game. So it's not a beginner's list. It's If you're a beginner, no, no, put it away. Put it away for a year, learn the game. But the idea of a high might, mobile, low model, All low defense, it's a kind of army that, that I really enjoy playing. So that's that's a personal one I'm going for, Matt's. Yep, tiebreaker. Yeah, well... Oh, to be honest, I wouldn't vote for my own army list. Well, you're not uh, allowed to anyway. <laughs> I know, exactly. I I have a Grey Company army. Both of your lists are lists that I would play myself. However, trying to be unbiased with this decision is a little bit tricky because <laughs> I'm one of those players who do like elite heavy armies. I like to have options. And you know what? I would probably actually go for Jeremy's list simply because there is a few more options in there for you. And it also has the banner on the Defense 6 model, which for shooting is probably a little bit more defensive, but he's also got a shield and a spear, so he can back somebody up. I feel Halberad, particularly as a leader, needs to be in combat, and that's a risk. And I think voting for Jeremy's list with Arathorn, who is an absolute beast for 75 points, and the wide variety of archers is a nice option. Surprise, Jeremy. I am, and I'm very happy with this. I'm so happy. I want to pull the models out of the cupboard and go play a game with them now. So um, I'm going to wrap this episode up now because I'm all excited, ready to play, and I'm sure our listeners are as well. If you want to know about some of the conversions, we've actually done an episode where we talked a lot about the converting of the Rangers of the North especially. So if you go back to our, I think it's episode four of yeah, the Green Dragon, yep. there's some nice conversion options. But other than that, we really enjoy Arnold. I think we've all played them, haven't we? Uh, yeah, I've had some practice games with them. Haven't painted any yet, yeah. but... Josh and I have definitely played Arnor yep. a bit. Yay! I just remember a horrible time where I batch-painted, like, 24 ranges of Arnor in, like, a four-day period. And won a best army for them. Yeah, yeah. I know. That's <laughs> a sad point. Don't you hate it when that happens? Oh, it's horrible. It's happened a few times. So on that note, this was Mustering an Army Arnor. We had Matt, Josh, and Jeremy. And remember, traps win games, especially for Arnor. Thank you for listening to the Green Dragon Podcast. Please be advised that the Green Dragon podcast is not suitable for children, the elderly, pregnant women, those with a history of heart conditions, or anyone expecting to receive worthwhile advice. You can contact us on the Green Dragon Podcasts at gmail.com. Yes, it has an S at the end. Or our Facebook page, The Green Dragon Podcast. We do not claim ownership of any works based on J.R.R. Tolkien, New Line Cinema, Warner Brothers, or Games Workshop. This podcast is purely for entertainment. The thoughts, as rare as they are, are solely that of our hosts and guests. Farewell, listener, until we meet again.